everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron, And I'm Clayton. And I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're both virgins to this type of romance novel, correct? No. Or no? I've oh. read other lesbian romance novels. Oh, okay. So I'm the sole virgin. Mm. Cool. Well, I've never read a Canadian Mountie romance novel. Well, then... Again, we're dual virgins. <laughs> I'm a Canadian virgin. Yeah. No, Smut was Canada. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is Canada a big place for romance? Yeah. I guess so. It's cold. Everybody's inside. What are they going to do? Yeah, you just want to, uh, like, snuggle up with somebody. Yeah, just have, it's just cuffing season year-round. Cuffing season? Yeah. Is cuffing, like, a thing? Yeah. What does cuffing mean? Cuffing is in like the fall where everybody just sort of like it's like musical chairs. You just grab somebody and then because you don't want to have to go out and try to meet people in the winter because it's like cold and long. So then everybody just sort of partners up until the spring and then everyone's like, oh, when was never mind. When did somebody name that cuffing? When does anyone name anything? I don't know. A few years ago. It's oh. cuffing season. OK. I learned I it when I had a dating podcast. And we talked a lot about cuffing. Oh, okay. It sounds filthy. Like cuffing to the bed? Well, no, just it just sounds gross. I it just like cuffing, just the the way that the 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 syllables and the vowels and the word is just cuffing. Huh. Yeah, I caught him cuffing last night. It was disgusting. I kicked him out of bed. <laughs> Do you have words that you think are disgusting? Cuffing. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Oh. I can't think of any right now. I'm usually not disgusted by words. I'm not either. It doesn't really bother me that much. I have a few friends who are like really grossed out by words. So this week we read Rescue Me by Michelle Teichman. She was tall for a woman, as tall as Rodrigo, and she leaned against the cruiser with a sexy confidence that made Ashley smile. Her name tag read Bailey. Now that was the last name she could get behind. She liked it a lot. Bailey wore classic aviators that were big enough to cover not only her eyes, but part of her striking cheekbones as well. Her dark hair was down and disheveled in that sexy, just-got-out-of-bed look. It was a look Ashley had never been able to pull off with her own long, light brown twists. Bailey's hair rested just above her pronounced clavicle, nicely complementing her golden skin. The two top buttons of her uniform shirt were unfastened and showed off her tan, which was almost as dark as Rodrigo's before the Kevlar hugged the rest of her torso. She was thin and fit, with wiry muscles on her arms. The residual heat from the fire combined with a blistering hot summer day made Ashley sweat, but the sight of Constable Bailey in her uniform made her hot in a completely different way. Let's judge the cover. This cover is a woman with a police vest on, holding a gun, and there's no way to tell this is a romance novel. No. That, that, that was my big thing with this. We don't get to see her face. We only see... Yeah, I, I, if I would have picked this up off the shelf and not read the back of it, I would have not thought this was romance because mm-hmm. it doesn't have any of those. Th- it doesn't have anything to indicate that there is like her police vest should have had a heart on it or something. <laughs> or she should have been like, 
I don't know. There should have been like rescue me should have had like a a heart with an arrow through it. Like she should have been pointing the gun at the ground at somebody on the ground, but then in the background, just like a woman with like a single rose. Yeah, yeah. There should have been a rose in the in the gun barrel. Oh, yeah. That's what it should have been. No. Uh, yeah. I don't love the cover. I don't think it tells a good story for what you're going to get inside. Yeah, it should have been both characters. I feel like or something just a little embracing. Bit more. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, what did happen in this book, Clayton? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, So this book is about Ashley Page, who is an EMT, and Kristen Bailey, who is a cop. Well, she's kind of a cop. She is actually undercover as a Toronto policewoman, but she is really a Mountie. Mm -hmm. And she's been sent undercover to to try and figure out what happened to a few uh, rookie cops that were murdered. And so they were rookies that were murdered. Uh, one, they have video of. And in the video, it looks like EMTs strangled him. So there's this big schism between the EMTs and the Toronto police force. And that's kind of the push and pull with our two protagonists, our two heroines, Mm -hmm. because Ashley is an EMT. And Kristen is hot for her, and Ashley's hot for her, but they can't break that barrier because cops and EMTs hate each other in Toronto right now. So that's why I was thinking it's like these modern romances are very hard to pull off, as Mm -hmm. we've said uh, previously. And this especially felt like a very manufactured reason for people not being able to be together. I think, well, yeah. The thing with this book, it did feel like it was two books just smashed together. Uh And it was, sometimes we were reading a like police procedural, like mystery thriller. And sometimes we were reading a romance and I don't think that they really married it so well that it, so it made it a bit, a bit of a disjointed experience. That being said, I liked the romance and mm-hmm. I like and I liked the thriller part too. Like following Kristen around as she's trying to solve this mystery. I thought it was very interesting, very well done. It's things that are she ends up having to like fight some giant guy who outweighs her by like 60 pounds. Yeah, the amount of physical abuse that Kristen takes mm-hmm. is was a lot. Yeah. So she at the beginning of this book gets hit over the head with a vodka bottle by a drug addict. And uh, then after she gets hit in the head with a vodka bottle, she goes to a bar and starts drinking <laughs> at where Ashley finds her and actually has to take her home and take care of her uh, because she has a concussion from getting hit in the head with this bottle. So I actually, that scene I really, really liked. I thought that was really cute because she takes uh, Ashley, uh, she takes Kristen back to her place, to Kristen's place, and puts her in bed. And they had just met. They met once or twice. And Kristen is a, I would say, uh, a ladies' lady. She has a lot of sex with a lot of women, mm-hmm. never brings them home, though. And it's always a one night stand. She's never really had a girlfriend or, or been in love. But for whatever reason, 
Ashley becomes somebody that she wants to be around and is flirting with actually being in love with, but also needs to use as a source of information because she's trying to figure out if the EMTs had anything to do with it. But in that in that scene where she has to wake her up all the time, she uh, Ashley is like going around uh, Kristen's apartment which I thought was so realistic. Oh, when she picks up the fork and she's like, I just want to feel how heavy her forks are. I'm like, oh, that's such a perfect moment that you do just like, yeah. cert- like when you like somebody, you want to know everything about them. And you're like, yeah, what are their utensils like? Like, this is information I need. How many plates does she have? Yeah. And then she goes to the bookshelf, which is what I do first. And then medicine cabinet. Always medicine cabinet next. She didn't do medicine cabinet. She didn't, but you got to. She did. I think they they just didn't write it down. <laughs> IRL, you got to find some pills. Uh, <laughs> any pills will do. Or like weird creams. Yeah, just you got to see what's going on with yeah. their skin, any rashes. How many creams people are spackling on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Um, so she also finds where the red fern grows and starts reading it. And I thought that was really cute, too, because she she was trying to get into Kristen's head, uh, Kristen's head through the books that she likes. And she was surprised that she had so many books, which was like, I get it. But just because you're a badass cop doesn't mean that you don't read. Yeah. Also, she's quoting Shakespeare a lot at the beginning, which I was like. Kristen, I like it, but we need to cut this habit out. Yeah, quoting Shakespeare is pretty annoying, especially when you're around people who don't know Shakespeare. I mean, it's annoying at all times unless you are currently in a production of a Shakespeare play. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't want to know. No, so I loved that scene. She's waking her up every hour. Uh And, and, And slowly, Kristen is becoming okay with the attention and okay with having this person in her space mm-hmm. so that 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 was really sweet it made me like root for their romance because i think the thing with ashley too is like she was in a relationship with a man they were in africa she fell in love with a woman it wasn't reciprocated so she comes back and we find out that she sort of had this really not great relationship with a woman and then that was kind of it yeah. And, and she's a very baby lesbian. Well, she lives with her parents. She's 25. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, the first scene is her talking to her parents. And her dad, her mom is kind of not, won't, doesn't understand that her daughter is a lesbian. What, doesn't want to, doesn't want to understand it. Is still trying to hook her up with guys. And the dad weirdly says, oh, you were just being bush queer. He calls it bush queer. And he said, he said, I, I was, you know, I, I went to the jungle when I was, when I was younger and I went bush queer too. It's just a phase. I'm like, I want to hear this story. What is, is bush queer a thing? I guess it's, he was in the jungle for long enough that there wasn't any women around. So he said, I'll just have sex with men. That's my assumption. But but what if he really fell in love with the man? I was going to say, like, I don't I don't think Bush queer is a real thing. I think it's <laughs> fake. But I, I do think it's just, yeah, if you're in a population of people and you start finding somebody attractive, you can't use the excuse that, oh, there's just no other option. You're either attracted to somebody or you're not attracted to somebody. I think I think the father has some things he has to work through. And I'd like to read his book. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> everybody is, all, is a little bit more gay than they 
maybe admit. Uh, yeah, I think there, there. I mean, there's a there's a spectrum. There's a spectrum <laughs> for sure. So I think he just found his person that he wanted to have sex with in the bush. Yeah, well, good for him. Uh, that's hilarious. I totally forgot that that's where the book starts. I read, I, I put a note in, uh, in my, <laughs> that was the first note I had. It just said, uh, rescue me notes. And then it said Bush queer. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Kristen is undercover. She's trying to figure out who's committing these murders. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Ashley is just kind of trying to live her life. She's really nervous because Kristen is like super sexy, Super, like, I don't know, you just know the kind of person who's just, like, a little bit dangerous. You can tell that they've been with a lot of people. Confident, doesn't, uh, everything's a joke, kind of. Mm-hmm. At least she makes it seem like everything's a joke. We learn later that there's a lot going on. She has a <laughs> tragic backstory. An insane backstory. She, uh, and so... Also, we find out that basically the way that Kristen also gets intel is just by, like, sleeping with women. Uh-huh. And one of those women was uh, Ashley's partner's sister who was married with children at the time, but then became so obsessed with Kristen that she left her whole family uh-huh. and wouldn't stop calling her. Yeah. And so Ashley's like, maybe not this person. So then Rodrigo... And Ashley get a call to like an abandoned building uh-huh. and they go into the building and somehow I couldn't really figure this out. Ashley falls on a dead body, a decomposed body of over a year. And, and she has like the juices and stuff on her. She gets the person goo on her Ugh. and she so that happens. And then um, Kristen shows up to the scene and squirrels her away. After she first brings her into the interrogation. Where she gets interrogated. Yeah, they won't let her shower or anything. I would be just vomiting nonstop until Mm -hmm. you let me shower. Or she does vomit. As soon as she falls on the person, figures out she's on top of a person, Mm -hmm. she vomits on the body. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Which makes sense. What you would do. I would take such a Silkwood shower. Which she does. And then she does this at... Kristen's place because she doesn't want to go back to her parents Mm -hmm. and then since Ashley is a vegetarian Kristen feeds her vegetarian chili after she's been soaked in a person (laughs) I'm thinking reading this the last thing I want to eat is chili (laughs) after I've been soaked in human chili right it's disgusting I'm gonna vomit that's awful right, think i about didn't that. even think about that but that's gross it's like you just want to eat like an apple you just want to eat like really hard <laughs> yeah, things like yeah. yeah of course she doesn't want to eat flesh she was just in human soup yeah now it was vegetarian chili but still but had still, the consistency of a human soup i i would say soup oatmeal after you've been inside <laughs> yeah. of a person don't do it yeah yeah Oof. no just a salad like shredded pork no. no oh no yeah no shredded pork not yeah nothing like that no meat no meat. Yeah, no meat for a while. And she, I mean, she was a vegetarian, which was, you know. She was oh, already a vegetarian. She's a pescatarian, I guess. Because doesn't she end up. She has lobster. Yeah, she has lobster. Oh, my favorite is when, before, when they end up going out to lunch and Kristen's trying to figure out if Ashley's gay. And she's like, she's a, she's a vegetarian, <laughs> which is, which is a hint on the being a lesbian thing. <laughs> yeah, she's like, a lot of lesbians are vegetarians. So this is, this could be, this could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then after, uh, Ashley's been in the human goo. She eats some chili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then they sleep apart. The, the, the sex took a very long time to happen well, in this well, book. Because you were talking about going to her brothers, Jared and Cynthia. Uh, Cindy. Th- Cindy. Was it Cindy? Yeah. J- Jared and Cindy. Jared is uh, Kristen's brother. And uh, they have a house. And she invites uh, Ashley to come without, like, they barely know each other really yeah i mean they've helped each other out twice but it's still not a they they don't seem like they know each other enough for a weekend getaway which ashley kind of feels that way she's like i'm getting i'm I'm gonna meet the her brother and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna uh be at this place it seems weird so she wants to only stay for the day so she's gonna inconvenience (laughs) basically she's gonna inconvenience uh kristen by going there, driving the whole way, and then le- and then having her drive her back the same night, which I knew wasn't going to happen. Right. But they start hanging out. They get into the hot tub, and we're at about fifty percent on this book, halfway through. Right at this point, and I'm thinking they're going to hook up in this hot tub. <laughs> this is cool. This is going to be great. And then they don't. They don't hook up in the hot tub at all. And then. Later, they get in bed together and they kiss, but then they don't hook up like they don't have sex. And I was so frustrated by this because they would get so close and then one of them would run away. And the big thing with like pretty much physically run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the big thing with Kristen is Kristen thinks that anybody she gets uh, close to is in danger. And Ashley is, I think, so tentative, and I understood her side of it a little bit better. She sees, uh, she sees Kristen as somebody who might be trouble because of that, because of the fact that she just runs away and wants to be distant and only does one-night stands. So I understood Ashley's side of it more than I did Kristen's, because Ashley doesn't want her heart broken again, and she, she's very much a novice at, at sex, or at least lesbian sex, so she wants to be able to do it, but is maybe scared that, uh, that Kristen's too much for her. Mm-hmm. So I got that. But so then they didn't have sex. And I was like really frustrated with that. I wanted them to, to bone down. Yeah, and it seems like artificial too. Cause uh-huh. it was like, they are so close at this stage. Like they have both taken care of each other. Like, why do we need this running away? But the reason that Kristen has this, these intimacy issues <laughs> is because when she was a teenager, she started hanging around with a gang. Mm-hmm. She stole a car from the gang. Uh-huh. And then members of the gang came to her house, tied up her parents, and executed them both. Well, what was in the car, though? Drugs? Yes. Drugs was in the car. A bunch of drugs. So she stole this car that had a bunch of drugs in it. And her and her brother, Jared, witnessed, like you said, the execution-style murder of both her parents. Which is just wild. And then she ends up going to juvie for uh, having drugs. Because yeah. they, were, they were like, well, you stole this car and all these drugs are in it. They're yours. And so she, she went away uh, to juvie for years. And once she turned 18, they let her out and she, she became a cop. She became a cop. Which just seems, I don't know. Like, would, would you be able to do that? Me. Yeah, that it's like, 
I mean, I guess now you have a savior complex, but it's not even that she seems like she particularly has a savior complex. She uh-uh. just is like, she wants to go to that bone town or burn or something. She wants to go to some town in like Saskatchewan. That seems to be her goal is to just oh, like. Oh, Barneth? Yeah, Baneth. Oh, uh, uh, Baneth? <laughs> We're losing all of our Canadian listeners. Bonf? Yeah, not, not Bone Town, though. Definitely not. <laughs> when you started with Bone Town, I was like, yeah, she wants to bone down in Bone Town, like everybody. But yeah, that place, she wants yeah. to go there. So I, I don't know. It just seemed like a too, like you could have had it be a lesser, more believable thing uh-huh. than this like horrific murder that like, also, if that happened, even in a town like Toronto, you would know about it. And because they'd be like, do you remember that time where there's two suburban people were murdered execution style in their house and then their kids were homeless? Like you would know. And also I would assume that if you steal the car and the drugs are in the car, the gang members would come and be like, you stole the car. We want our drugs back. Okay, cool. They take the drugs, maybe beat her up. Maybe I don't, I, why kill the parents? Yeah, it, that didn't make any sense. Because she me. wasn't trying to hide it from them. She wasn't trying to fly off with the the drugs, and they're like, "We're going to kill your parents if you don't bring those drugs back." If the drug in the car, the drugs in the car are there, why would they want to murder somebody? And what gang was she hanging out with that they were murdering people? I thought they'd just be like tagging buildings and stuff, like drawing yeah. maple leaves on the side of buildings. That, that it's a Canadian gang, <laughs> but they're execution style killing people. That's yeah. some serious shit. I thought Canada was uh, a little bit more, I don't know. It, it, there's obviously gangs and murders going on there, like everywhere, but it didn't seem as hardcore as what they made it. Right, because also what 13-year-old is, like, what what self-respecting gang would have a 13-year-old girl hanging out <laughs> with them if they're also going to murder people for yeah. drugs? It's like Canada, for me now, is known as having universal health care mm-hmm. and and execution style killings. <laughs> Those are the two things Canada is known for to me now. Yeah. I don't know. If you're from Canada and you're listening to this. Have you been executed? <laughs> yeah. Do you know anybody who's been executed uh, uh, by a gang? If you, you know, if you have. I'm, condolences. I'm sorry, Mike, I'm sorry. Our condolences. But uh, let us know how, how <laughs> out of your town, how many people's parents have been murdered this way. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it just seemed, I don't know. I was on board for this book. I did like this book. Well, And I feel like the books that we l- like, it's easier for us to pick on. And mm-hmm. the books that we don't like, we're like really careful around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, we liked it. So here are things that I find ridiculous well, about it. Well, because as soon, with a, with a book we don't like as much, as soon as you start scratching that surface of what we did, it just all comes out. So we want to, yeah. the, the, the main thing about this podcast is that, we aren't trying to be snarky. We're mm-hmm. not trying to make fun of things. We read these books looking to enjoy them, looking to have romance in our lives. So there are ridiculous things in this book, but I think like you said earlier, I liked the romance in it, but it, it was two different books. It was yeah. two books fighting with each other for supremacy because she'd be stuck in this investigation and – uh, there'd be they find a grizzly body or they you know figure out something and then it would be Ashley Kristen would come uh, or Ashley would come to Kristen's house and be like I brought pizza <laughs> and then they would just hang out and eat pizza yeah which I guess is the day to day life of of cops and EMTs they do have 
downtime. Pizza. But yeah, but it seemed very weird. It, it, it just well, didn't. Ultimately, the obstacle that was keeping them apart was not that one was a cop and one was an EMT. The obstacle keeping them apart was like one was kind of like sleeping around and like fast. And then one was like kind of wanting to take it slow and was like a little bit more precious with her emotions. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's a that's an interesting story that I do want to read. Uh-huh. That's not then I don't need all this extra stuff around it. Uh-huh. If you're going to have all this extra stuff, then I need that to be part of the obstacle between them. And that never was. Yeah. Cause there never even was a moment because, um, Kristen being, um, RCMP is supposed to be a secret, but when Ashley finds out, she doesn't really give a shit. No, she doesn't care. So I'm like, that was supposed to be an obstacle and she doesn't care. She cared more about that woman from her apartment, from Kristen's apartment that comes in to decode the USB drive mm-hmm. and she finds her there and there's a, a slight misunderstanding there. But yeah, Ashley is more worried about Kristen cheating on her than she is with the whole, I lied about being a cop mm-hmm. and I'm actually a Mountie. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, that's a bigger deception. And also, she started to – her boss told her to get closer to Ashley so that she could figure out whether the EMTs actually murdered somebody or not. And she agrees to it. So there is a level of using her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't use her enough, and they never end up teaming up. That's what should happen is that they team up, mm-hmm. and they really don't. No. Ashley just gets into danger. Yeah. Ashley says, I love you the first night after they kiss, which was a little too on the nose for a lesbian book, but, you know, it was fun. Yeah. And then um, sort of how it ends is uh, Kristen gets close to solving it all and she realizes it's dirty cops that are actually doing the murdering. And then she's at her apartment. Something got decrypted. And then Ashley shows up. She goes to leave. They get in a fight. And then she comes back with a gun in her back and they get kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And then they're in a warehouse. And there's like a big scene of them. Kristen murders a bunch of dudes. Oh, Kristen just murders everybody. <laughs> she has two guns. She's she goes like Canadian on their asses. <laughs> she does. They're done. Double barreled. Mm-hmm. Mounty justice. Boom. Uh huh. Slaughters. Yeah. Then they think that she's dead. Ashley's taking care of her. Well, she gets shot through the chest. Yeah. She gets shot through the chest, and that is a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter. And then the next chapter, she runs in to save Ashley with a hole in her chest. I was like, she's dead. Th- there's no way that she's – but it it went through her above her uh, – any of her vital organs, did not go through her throat. So it hit this perfect sweet spot that went right through her and lodged – I guess it lodged in her, but it didn't <laughs> lodge into anything useful, I guess. I don't know how anatomy works, but I do think that's pretty ridiculous. She took a point blank bullet to the chest and is fine. I mean, she did. No, but she was in a coma for a a month when she saves Ashley from being raped. Then I didn't like. Can we talk about not needing that? That was very unnecessary. Yeah. And that went pretty far, too. Yeah. I just we're already in peril because these are bad cops who like will kill everybody. I don't need the rape peril, too. No, I didn't enjoy it. And then, uh. But then Kristen starts bleeding out. And then basically the books ends with us, with, with the EMTs coming and say there's no vital signs. Like, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Book's over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is this bullshit? And then the epilogue. 18 months later or something? Yeah. It's a long time later. They're in Bone Town. <laughs> They're in Bone Town. 
and they're married and they like have a nice life and Ashley's pregnant. Yeah. And did we figure out how that, I mean, not, I mean, I, I can assume how that happened, but did they uh, like, I thought that timeline was very strange because they basically said like, it took her a year to get back to uh-huh. normal. So what time of nursing your partner basically back from the dead? Are you like, but let's also get pregnant mm-hmm. and start that whole process. This is the perfect time. Yeah. You think you'd be like, how about we're both healthy and living together for six months before we have a baby. It just I, seemed, I was like, it's okay. I would say if I was in the same situation, let's see after your chest wound heals, how we feel. Yeah. Let's see when you can, cause she was still having problems like walking and stuff. Like she wasn't perfect back mm-hmm. together. Like she clearly had a lot of issues. It seemed, it seemed a little crazy to add a pregnancy into this. Mm hmm. Yeah, because it, it's not like it w- could be an oopsie pregnancy. No, you got to plan that. Yeah. That's something that needs to be planned. Yeah. Um, there is a scene in this book where uh, <laughs> where Kristen gets into a boxing match with a <laughs> large man and gets... Fight night. A fight night that is for charity. And uh, she gets her ass beat pretty bad. And at, when they're in, when they first have sex, she has to. They have to be very careful because her abdomen is completely bruised. Like her, her whole, uh, like her, her whole stomach is purple, and so they had to work around that. Which they which, did. Which they did. But I, she allowed herself to get beat a lot in this book. Do you think it's like you know those like ancient like Roman generals and they always like they would take like a little bit of poison every day. So then when they were really poisoned, they could survive it. Uh huh. Do you think that's like what Kristen's doing? Like she's getting beat up a little bit every day. Until so she, she can get shot, shot in the chest and survive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's trained her body. Whatever she did work. She should have a workout book. She should. All you have to do if you want to, it's, it's called the, it's called the survive uh, point blank, <laughs> survive point blank. Uh, exercise and diet. Mm-hmm. So uh, she the diet <laughs> is just Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's just Tim Hortons, absolutely. And then just getting uh, hit in the head. Uh, you have to have several concussions. You <laughs> have to get beat by a large man who another cop was like a, another male cop was scared to get into the ring with. She's like, I'll get beat for uh, whatever information. Mm-hmm. So she was having sex with people and getting beaten for information. So I don't know if that's how the Mounties roll, but. <laughs> Good on you. There's got to be easier ways. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know, digital now? Can't you like just look up I- ISPs and stuff? I know. I don't Can know. we just triangulate a cell phone signal? <laughs> yeah, come on. You don't have to get punched in the stomach several times. But yeah, I think that's great. That the She should have that uh, diet and exercise book. Yeah. I mean, I'd buy it. You might need it one day. Yeah. Just be ready. But I mean, overall, I do think I enjoyed this book. I liked, I thought the romance was very sweet. I love I I really did like those sweet ways that they learned about each other and I, I just I wish they would have scissored earlier. I was waiting for it. And I was waiting for I was waiting for finger bang. I was like, this is I'm a big finger bang guy, as you all know from listening <laughs> to this, and I this is prime finger there's no way that we're gonna get through this book without some finger banging. We did get finger banging, but it, it was late. It was too late. Yeah, the sex was too late. Uh Uh-huh. It was a bummer. Could have had some hot tub sex. I was like, hot tub. And so we got, like, one person very injured scissoring. And, like, uh, this kind of book, I know it was being more realistic, but they could have... 
They could have fucked in a in the back of an ambulance. They could have fucked in uh in a a police car with the siren going. There's all these things that <laughs> with you with the do. siren going. Yeah, of course you gotta have the siren going. <laughs> they they could I mean all these different things you could do as an EMT and as a a, a, a police officer uh, getting together. Give me some oxygen, like pure oxygen sex. What? what you, is just pure both, oxygen you just both. You just both. Yeah, it like clears your mind. Oh. Yeah, it gets you like you're like really aware. So you just put the oxygen mask on and just and just go to town. Then there's so many drugs you have access to as an EMT. Okay, I'm sure. well now this is a problem because <laughs> now they're, they're going to get another Mountie and then to start wondering why the oxygen and drugs are gone. Yes. <laughs> they, they ran out of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> why are all these tanks empty? Oops. Yeah. Would we fuck them? Would we fuck them? Aaron, would you fuck them? Probably Kristen, not Ashley. Um, why? Because Ashley is too tentative. Yeah, Kristen like she would know what to do. She take charge. Mm-hmm. She's like rough and tumble. I think I would be into that. Ashley, I don't know. They do keep talking about how like innocent she is and everything. I don't. I just didn't get a sexy vibe off of her. No, I think she's discovering her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, it would be. I, I think I'm the same as you. I think I'd go Kristen, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be it. And <laughs> Cece. Cece. <laughs> Cece was the, the drug addict. Oh, <laughs> whose daughter whose was daughter one was of the, the ones who was yeah. murdered. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do Cece. Well, maybe if she cleans herself up. You know what? That's That's a motivation for her. <laughs> <laughs> Get her motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goodreads list. Mm-hmm. Best FF romance books. Female, female. Yes. <laughs> Canadian lesbian fiction and memoirs. Memoirs. <laughs> it's curious. <laughs> it's just a strange. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. It's not a memoir. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like a pretty broad category. Yeah, but a uh, memoir is, it- is not the right word for that. No, it's not saying this is a memoir. There are also memoirs in that category. This is fiction. Oh, wait, they're throwing memoirs in there? No, that can't. That, that's not rom. A memoir isn't romance. Yeah, they're not saying it is. They're oh not even saying it's romance. This, this is a confused list. You always get so upset if it's two categories in one list. Yes, because it doesn't make sense. Separate. That's what lists are for. They're to keep track of things. Have your memoir list separate. From your Canadian lesbian? Is that what it was? Canadian lesbian fiction and memoirs. Why the memoirs? I don't you don't know. need it. And with fiction. I guess if you're also if you're going for a memoir and you end up with a romance, yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, this isn't really what I wanted. Lesbians in uniform. Uh-huh. I love women in uniform. Uh-huh. LGBT books written by LGBT people. Uh-huh. <laughs> My favorite F O U R uh sapphic books. F O U R. F <laughs> Wait, no. Wait. F A V O U R I T E. Oh, they just spelled out favorite. I was trying to figure out what okay. Yeah. I what I but was thinking what it was stand for. They spelled it the British way. Oh, okay. Like the movie, the favorite. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of lesbian. Oh yeah. Wait, well, read that list again. My favorite sapphic books. Okay. Sapphic, yeah. Lesbian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sapphic. 
Sappho, the poet. That's where that comes from? Yeah. Oh, okay. She was a lesbian. Oh, wow. I thought, uh... <laughs> I was going to make a porn joke, but I would cut it out anyway. <laughs> well, then just say if you're going to cut it out. No, I don't have time for that. All right. <laughs> Uh, it was a really deep cut porno <laughs> joke too. Just <laughs> you and Pat. <laughs> yeah, like maybe Pat would get it. <laughs> like even Pat might be like, I don't remember that one. FF Sapphicathon recommendations. Okay. The FF Sapphicathon, I think that's redundant. Yes. Hashtag diverse detectives. Yeah. Royal Canadian Mounted Police slash Mounties fiction. Mm-hmm. Slash memoir. (laughs) Why not? Why not? If it's the Wild West, why not? Looks like Goodreads has no rules. There are no rules on Goodreads. Okay. No, this is the Wild West. Um, Erotic romance and erotica set in Canada. Not erotica. No. I don't think this is erotica. And I also wouldn't even call it an erotic romance. I was pretty tame. It was very tame. Or we're just getting desensitized slowly, which no, I don't know. It's always possible too. This is not erotica because they would have been a lot more, I think, detailed in uh, in the description of the sex. They would have had more sex. Uh huh. More than twice. Lesbian spy slash military slash co. Is that a co? Yeah. Or I it didn't. I didn't co- paste the whole thing. Uh. So then it's just, then what am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) I didn't taste the whole thing. So it's an incomplete list name or not? We don't know. Lesbians by Military Co. I can't agree with it if I don't know if it was a... An error on your part. Possibly. I don't want to blame this list maker for uh, not making sense if it was really just. What would Co be that would then make sense? Oh, I mean, cop officer. Oh, cops. That's probably what it is. So you just forgot the P.S.? <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Lesbian spy military <laughs> cops. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Co-ops. Yeah, co-ops. Was it, you sure it wasn't just co-ops thrown on there? <laughs> <laughs> they really thought, I really thought that they had like uh, a pattern and then they just throw in a co-op. So it's like, oh, and it's a co-op romance as well. Yeah, like a landlord and then somebody <laughs> wanting to get on the board. Oh, and then mm. they, yeah. Sexy. And, yeah. then, and then the co-op owner lays down some board, if you know what I mean, <laughs> right? You know so many more euphemisms for sex than I ever would. I don't think laying down the board is <laughs> like a real one. I think I just made that up. <laughs> You're just really good at making them up. Yeah. I've heard laying pipe. Laying pipe is a definite one. I've never heard laying the boards. Welcoming, welcoming you to the co-op is not. <laughs> but will be. <laughs> but it will be. Because that'll be I, the name of our yeah. sapphic <laughs> yeah. novel. Welcome, welcoming you to the co-op. It's got to oh, be now. That's a porn title. Well, you know what? You went too far. I you know. overshot it. Well, here's the other. Th- <laughs> overshot it. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's my uh, erotic uh, uh, distance coming book. <laughs> You're javelin. <laughs> yeah, j- <laughs> javelin sex. No, uh, there is something that. I'm curious about, uh, honestly curious about, is some books spell cum, C-O-M-E, and some books spell cum, C-U-M. Do they mean the same thing? And what's the true, what's the correct spelling of cum? 
I always thought C-U-M is the substance. Okay. And C-O-M-E is the act of coming. I don't know, because it's, okay. it's, that's, you know, I wish we had the Oxford the around OED. here. The, oh, yeah, the O-A-D around here um, to check that out. But I've always, because in this book they spelled come C-O-M-E. Mm. And I thought for sure in Canada they spelled it C-U-M, because they love their U's over there. Yeah, it's they're you crazy. There's U's everywhere. Uh, I don't know. This is good for if we have any English majors. We know we have a lot of librarians who listen, so this is perfect for you gals. So any librarians who are hopefully you're listening to this at work. Mm -hmm. What is the definitive spelling of come? Is it C O M E or C U M? Okay, like is C U M just the coarse Americanized uh, way of spelling it, or is it? the true actual way to spell it. I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it all different ways. I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have tropes? Of course I have tropes. It's the name of the show. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have. No. Oh, no. Are you waiting for the day that I don't have? I mean, I'll be disappointed. And I then I'll talk th- about it later when we come home. And I'll be like, can you believe Clayton <laughs> dropped the ball? You know what? I would never do it. No, you would never. You're very responsible. I try to be responsible. You're because, a man of your word. Because I love my fans. And my yeah. fans expect tropes. So, same-sex romance, cop heroin, EMT heroin, scissoring, <laughs> vegetarian, tragic backstory, Yeah. Canadian healthcare system, because Cece gets her pills very easily. She, like, lost her check. Remember, Cece lost her check, and then they were just able to say, oh, hey, Cece lost her check. Can we get her pills? They're like, cool, 20 bucks. Yeah, that's now amazing. That's, that's health care. Alcoholic heroin. She was an alcoholic. Can we agree? Kristen? Kristen was an alcoholic. She has to kick that habit before the baby comes. She definitely does. Well, that's another, that's another story. Um, I'd like to read that book. So it'll be, it's Bush Queer. Yeah. And sobering up for the baby. The prequel is Bush Queer. Mm-hmm. And then sobering sobering up for the baby is the sequel to this. Okay. Uh, finger banging. <laughs> You're just naming sex acts. That's not That's a trope. That's a trope. No, it's not. Scissoring and finger banging aren't tropes. They're just things that happen. I've said finger banging every single episode as a trope. <laughs> so now it is a trope. Mystery romance. This is a mystery. Okay. Uh, age difference. Okay. Because because Ashley's 25 and Kristen, I think, is about 31. Yeah. It is a difference. And then uh, Bush Queer. (laughs) Being Bush Queer. (laughs) Erin, what are your tropes? Can't fall in love because Kristen has decided that she can't fall in love even though there's no real obstacle. Mm -hmm. But that's a very hero thing that Kristen has taken on. Yeah. Uh, Heroin Undercover. She can't reveal her true self to the person she loves, even though she does and nobody cares. So I guess <laughs> she could. Uh, heroin nurses the other heroin back to health. Oh. Like, I like that sort of, you know, I love a convalescence. Yes. Uh, a mystery thriller. Heroin's in peril. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Pretty simple. Uh-huh. Clayton, <laughs> what are you swooning about this week? Well, this week I'm swooning about a... Another podcast. This is a podcast called Recently Added, (laughs) and it's a podcast about Netflix. Now, the great thing about this podcast is we all have that problem where Netflix drops so much new stuff every week, and we want to stay current 
We want to know what what the next uh, Stranger Things is going to be, the thing that we watch before everybody else has gotten a chance to. And what this podcast is, is that you got Nick Turner, one of the funniest comedians going right now, uh, his buddy Will Miles, we've got Lyra Smith producing, and then they have a uh, they have a guest. And what they do is they watch everything that's new on Netflix for the week, and they tell you what to watch and what to skip. Now, if you're a Netflix person, this is invaluable, and there's no other podcast like this. So, recently added, it's a hilarious podcast about Netflix, and the most recent episode had our friend in podcasting and in real life, Aaron Rose Chan on it. And former guest on this podcast. Friend in real life, former guest, future guest probably Mm -hmm. again. We'd love to have her back. So this is a great podcast. Everybody check out Recently Added on iTunes or wherever you can find podcasts. Mm -hmm. Aaron? Mm? (laughs) Yes? (laughs) What are you swooning about this week? My Soon is also a podcast, although I have no relation to the people on the podcast. And unfortunately, Aaron Rochan hasn't been on this podcast yet. Yet. So I think, you know, that's a note. It's called You're Wrong About. And I really love it. So it's two journalists. And basically what they do is they take big stories and they go back and tell you basically the true story of what happened. So they do things like they do the Challenger disaster. They do Anna Nicole Smith. They do Jessica Hahn. Okay. Um, but all these, and it's really great because uh, it's so interesting. They do such a good job of breaking it down in like a really easy way to understand. And then it's just so interesting because it makes you start thinking about things that are happening now in a different way of what is the story that we're really getting? Who's benefiting off this story? What in the culture makes this story want to be this certain way? Um, I just think it's really, really well done and I love it a lot. And so I would say go listen to You're Wrong About Cool. Yeah. So more podcasts for people to listen to after they've listened to this one first. Please don't leave us. No. <laughs> Should that be how we sign off <laughs> at the end of this podcast is uh, please, please don't, don't leave, leave us. us. And Clayton, we have a joint swoon. Yeah. So our uh, friend, Jason Signs, a very funny comedian and all around great guy, uh, had an accident a little while ago. Um there's going to be a benefit show at there's three shows, but the ones we're going to talk about are the one in New York and LA. They're going to be a benefit for his medical costs. There's also a GoFundMe. We're going to link to that on our Instagram and uh, in, in the notes of the show, but it's uh, it's called the Jason signs benefit extravaganza. And there's going to be a, a ton of great comics. And the LA show is at the Regent theater. And the doors are at 8 p.m. The show's at 9 p.m. But you can uh, buy advanced tickets. It's going to be April 1st, so April Fool's Day. They're $20 in advance or $25 the day of the show. Uh, the L.A. show's got Jeff Ross, Jermaine Fowler, uh, Shashir Zameda, Rory Scoville. We got Nick Turner. Got so many funny comics are there to help benefit uh, Jason, who is a really awesome, great guy. Not just funny, but just a total sweetheart. And um, we, we, you know, we really want him to get better and, and get the, the care that he needs. So uh, there's also the New York show, which Aaron's going to tell us about as well. So the New York show is at Arlene's Grocery also uh, Monday, April 1st. Um, same thing, uh, $20 at the door. 
It's at 8 p.m. They have some great comics as well. Uh, Melissa v- Villasenor, uh, Allison Levy, um, Chelsea White and Selena Kopic, two of my good friends. <laughs> See them. Say hi. Uh, yeah, it's a great benefit. It'll be a really fun show. And also you're going to be helping somebody out who really deserves it. So um, if you're in town, go. It'll be a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. So, Aaron, where can people find us? So, uh, you can email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, we're on Twitter at Learning Tropes, and we're on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. That's where you can find us. Um, and then next week, we're doing a special episode. We have a guest, um, Abby from Read It Forward, uh, is going to be coming by telling us a little bit about her. We're going to play a fun game. We're going to talk about rom-coms, films. It's Clayton's most favorite thing to talk about, so... Mm-hmm. Get ready. You're going to get some fired up Clayton. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think our, I'm thinking our lists aren't going to cross over. I I said this at dinner. I think we might have one crossover pick, but otherwise, I think my movies are going to be very surprising. I'm really interested to see what they're going to be. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what yours are going to be as well. Mm. And the audience should be interested as well. Yes. (laughs) It'll be fun. (laughs) Uh, And then after that, we're back to books, and we are reading A Hunger Like No Other by Cressy Cole. Um, this was, so if you've been listening to Faded Mates, which is the podcast that's going over all of the IAD books, come see what two people with barely any knowledge about IAD think about them. It could be fun as well. I'm really looking forward to reading that book. I've been wanting to read that series for a long time. So yeah, come back next week. Please Please don't leave us. us.